What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight it's just uh, the bearded boy wonder. It's just me and Zach. What's up, Zach? I mean, I wouldn't consider you Batman. No <laughs> I'm Batman. Oh, my God, dude. All the good Batman news has been coming out in the past few days. All the good Restore the Snyderverse news. We'll it's see. some good stuff, man. Some good stuff. I mean, we'll freaking Jason happens. Momoa came out and said it. And he was like, F it. He's like, F it. It bends back. He's like, we're doing this. Seeing a lot of Henry Cavill talk lately, too. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he uh, apparently he got back in the suit and filmed some scenes for the end of uh, uh, Black Adam. Because, you know, that's, that's what The Rock said all along. Goodness gracious, I am falling apart. That's <sighs> what The Rock said all along is that uh, he wanted to do the Black Adam movie, and that's got to be separate than Shazam, but establish the Black Adam character. And he's calling it the Black Adam universe, so he's like, he's all in. And then uh, from there, it would be, uh, you know, introduce the whole, the, the, the fallout with him and, um, uh, you know, Superman. So I think that that's a big deal. I think it's awesome. I think it's exactly what we need. So I'm very excited. So hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag make the bad flag movie. It's a freaking. You can't story. restore the Snyderverse if uh, Zack Snyder doesn't come back to direct. Oh man, there's a, there. So that, that, that's the one key part that everyone's missing here. Is they're like, oh, well, he we want this this uh, we want this back, and then yeah, the rumor is that he's uh, coming back from Man of Steel two. And also, he showed a, uh, like a photo of the 35 millimeter reels of the Justice League. So it looks like they might do a theatrical release of the Snyder Cut now. Mm. But we will see. We will see, man. About time we get the goods. Get the freaking goods. So that being said, I don't even know where the freak we're at because all the good stuff just came out. The show's over, actually. We've, we've given you guys the best of, that there is to give you. There's nothing well, else we can say. Welcome the two gentlemen here that can talk the longest period of time <laughs> in our show. Uh, we're ending it here, guys. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's nothing. There's literally nothing else I can add. So, okay. Here's the deal. I'm wheezing. I'm snotty sounding. I uh, technically been fighting strep throat. He's got a tricky cough. Uh, I'm like like dying over here. So um, I just kind of want to put it out there. Been a, uh, I'm I'm fighting to stay alive. That's that's pretty much where we're going with. So Zach, it's just you and I. We're going to do the show. We're going to talk about Gamescom. We're going to talk about restoring the Snyderverse. Talk about what it really means to be a Snyder Knight and all that good stuff. Before we do any of that, we got a toast. We do have to toast. I can't pop the top, but I do got a can, so I can make the sound. All right. Well, I'm going to start us off with toasting to our Patreon producers for the month. We got MZ Nitro. My name is Effie Mayo. And finally, I can say this on an actual show with at least a co-host. Sadik is a Patreon producer for the month of August. Hey, I wonder who he's going to challenge. Well, he didn't do the he didn't do the 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 top tier. The okay pledged is pledged tier. Uh, but he is a a Patreon producer, so he gets his shout out in the toast, and of course he gets his access to the deep dive. He gets the Super Loot Bros podcast, and he gets all of the Loot Bros comic cast episodes that I've been pumping out. And so, so here's the thing: so last week I did a solo episode, 
And what I did was I did like 30, 40 minutes by myself. And then I added one of our Super Loot Bros episodes from Patreon so that all of the Loot Bros podcast listeners that are not part of the Patreon might get excited. About, oh, man, there's some really good content on there. And they might want to join the Patreon. I also put a lot of emphasis on the Loot Bros uh, Game Club. You know, we're doing the Community Game Club. Next week's episode will be the Dead Space episode. So all of our inquiries, all of our write-ins, all that stuff's going to be about Dead Space. And the official topic of the week will be about Dead Space. So that have means we decide, that, have we decided what our September game is going to be yet? Are well, we that was the draw? thing. I put I put a lot of emphasis on the voting power because if you are a patron of the Loot Rest Podcast, you can go on at any tier and you can vote on the next Game Club game. And right now it is very split. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, if I, if I sound like I'm eating the microphone, I'm breathing through my mouth because I can't breathe. I can't breathe. My mouth. So right now. Here is the split so far. Gears of War, 29%. Death Stranding, 14%. Ghost of Tsushima, also 29%. Death's Door, 14%. Hitman, 14%. So that's where we're at. So right now, it's tied between Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, and Gears of War, as far as the... So what I, so the thing is, we didn't anticipate a tie off the rip. That's true. Know? So I mean, if you yeah. are... Do we really want to play? Do we really want to? All right. So, any, because if you're a Patreon, you obviously listen to us on a regular basis. Do, do you really want Ghost of Tsushima for September? Because I don't know right. if we'll, I don't know if, if all of the co hosts here, not, and some of the community can get that game in a month. And we have a very special game planned for October already. We've had it planned for months. Well, here's the thing it is available on the PlayStation Extra and PlayStation Premium service. So, and right now, the patrons are dead a tie for Gears and Ghosts. So, in the event, by the time next week, when we do our Dead Space episode, if we don't have a tie, if the tie is not broken, then we will announce our tiebreaker. So, uh, and of course, if it is Gears of War, we'll knock that out in four weeks. If it ends up being Ghost of Tsushima, then we will do, then it'll be in like five or six weeks, depending on the amount of hours. I, d- I can't remember. I haven't looked it up since uh, the day I posted it in there. But that being said, yeah. So uh, right now it's been pretty cool. Patrons, you know, moving along and people are in there. People are voting. People are liking the shows. That's really cool. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Um, And if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, what are you waiting for? So what I've been doing is I started a new series that I released to the patrons first. And then I eventually archive on the uh, um, Loot Bros Comic Cast feed, where I've been doing these Loot Bros Comic Cast reviews. And essentially what I did was this, Zach. I got a, I got a long box of about 400 or so issues of comics. <clears throat> I don't actually know how many issues you can put in a long box, but for whatever reason, 400 is the number that I came up with. So we're going to say 400 issues. I'll That's find out eventually. So what I did was I was going through this long box and there's an entire run where in the new 52 of the DC universe, we, the villains take over and and there's like a one shot of a villain, one shot of a villain. So it's like justice league of America issue number seven. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. 7.1 because dead shot takes over. And it's like a a whole issue just about dead shot. Issue okay. 7.2, Killer Frost. Issue 7.3, Shadow Thief. Things like that, right? Right. 
The cool thing is these all these covers are like these 3D holographic covers, so they kind of move when you turn the cover. Mm-hmm. And it like really stood out to me, right? Now, I, now just a little bit of a a little behind the scenes with it. I own one of them where the Joker takes over, but I've never read the issue. The cover was awesome. It's still sealed in this little package. And I bought it at a Comic-Con and never opened it. Well, then I get this long box full of comics and then they're like, there's a whole stack of them. Now there's supposedly 52 of these issues. I'm going to guess by looking at my stack, I got about 27 of them. That being said, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Because Josh is super busy teaching and also making comic books. He's got a ton of comics that just got announced that he's a part of. And there's more that are coming. I was like, you know what I'll do? Since he and I can't really sync up to do comic cast episodes, I'll do these comic cast reviews, release them free for our patrons first, and then I'll just archive them on the Loot Rust comic cast feed. And then that's extra com- there's extra content and early access for our patrons whether they like comics or not. And then eventually I'll just, like I said, drop them on this feed. And if you're interested in, in all that stuff, you don't necessarily have to subscribe to multiple feeds to get the content. You know, it's a, just a nice little perk for the patrons, but no, it's something you don't have to have, you know? Right. So I started doing these reviews and man, I got to tell you, I'm digging them. I'm digging the books because it's given me a lot of insight and a lot of background on characters and villains that I never have read about before. So like this most recent episode that is on the Patreon right now is Justice League of America 7.3. And it's all about this character called the Shadow Thief. Well, the Shadow Thief is a really dope freaking villain. and. I never heard of it before. Never, never in all my years of comic books, I've never heard of the Shadow Thief. So, yep, same. It, if you're a patron, you get the all these little comic cast reviews for free. <clears throat> I started rendering them out and putting them on YouTube as well, kind of like a week or two later. You know, problem I'm running into is for whatever reason my uh, video editing software will not load. So I think I've got to delete it, reinstall it. So. Um, I'm a little behind on posting things on YouTube, just the static graphic with the uh, with the audio on it. So like this past week's episode is not on there, and the last two comic cast episodes are not on there. But either way, I'm going to eventually drop them you know, a week or two after the fact on our YouTube just to kind of add a little extra content on there for YouTube. Patrons get it you know, a couple weeks early, and then eventually it'll be archived on the comic cast feed. So. Anyways, that's a lot of stuff. That's, that's a lot of what's going on for the patrons. And we, you know, obviously we're here because we're celebrating the patrons and we're toasting to the Patreon producers. Uh, Zach, is there anything else you want to toast to? Uh, toast to our new night of recording. It's uh, going swimmingly, as, you, as everyone can see. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. First night's a real success. Kali, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, shout out to Kali and Joe. Uh, I mean, Joe, uh, Jim. Jim. Yeah, she had to go to the hospital with Jim, and then Joe ended up having to work super late. So it's like, hey, we tried to find a night that works better for everyone, and then right now it seems to be worse. <laughs> and then we find out, oh yeah, by the way, Joe's schedule's changing. Yeah, uh, it is. So we'll have to fl- we'll have to flip it. Well, yep, we'll figure it Joe, out. Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe may uh, be uh, keeping that fourth seat warm when we ever, whenever we have one. Yep, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're not gonna let it, we're not no man left behind. 
Um, uh, but no, actually, in all seriousness, uh, I made a Facebook post about it on my personal Facebook, so no no one else could see it. But a couple of y'all that I'm close to, I I want to give a shout out to Legacy Comics. Uh, toast yes. to them. Uh, we had our first Luke Bros podcast ad put in two comics. They're two of their most recent publishings. Um, Isn't that cool? Are, uh, yeah, it's it's insane. Like I just, it was it, it's kind of different when you see where where you were like five years ago i was i was listening to the show and then two years after that i was coming on and 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 being a guest and now i'm a regular co-host and and now we're to the point where hey legacy approached us so it's like hey do you want to do this and daryl brought it up and we all were like yeah i think that'd be really cool and here we are freaking freaking crazy even though you know say legacy's legacy slowly growing but even just just being published uh, even if it's an ad in a, in a comic is still a big feat yep baby pretty, steps pretty neat. and then like i said i've been having success in content creation and i have a I have a new idea i'm gonna tell you about here soon when we talk about what we're oh, playing snap but the loot bros to us that's Let's right. uh, toast her up. Let's get it. I've been waiting for like four hours for this. Mm, that's a good one. All right, I got that cotton candy G fuel. Oh, so yeah, I got the uh, the white monster. This is I our transition week. Today. This is our transition week in, in between our diet. So we get. This one particular week, we get a week in, off in between. So, so you get a week to be naughty. Oh, I've been awful. I've been a just a <laughs> disgusting slob, <laughs> and and I've been sick. So it's like I've just been eating in anything. It's like, oh, what's that? That's not compliant. I don't get that. F. I'll start back until next week. And you're supposed to work. You're supposed to work off the diet. So what I've been doing is um. I've still been trying to fast and, and I've been eating some compliant meals, but for the most part, it's like, I'm not feeling good. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go fam. Give me the food, please. Thank yep. Yep. So, all right. Well then I, I gave a lot of the business kind of upfront. So let's, uh, let's kind of touch on a few things. I do have a small announcement and hopefully by next week, it'll be the big announcement. So Zach, what if I told you I found a really cool partner slash sponsor for the show, and it's for something that is a physical good that ties into something if the, that... If the words you're about to say are uh, Monster Cast Studios and WrestleQuest, then I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. We're working Ooh. on that one. No. Uh, so you and I know there's some other things going on in the background. There's actually a lot of news. Let, let me go ahead and just kind of let, let me do this. Let me do a run rundown of just some of the things that you and I have been working on in the background. True. So we are doing a podcast series in the Godfo universe. We will be voice acting certain characters for a podcast series. You know, we're been launching. It's, we're not launching it until the spring of next year, I believe. When the when the book, or right before the you know the, the next volume comes out in the Godfather universe. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, we're but you and well, I will be yeah. you and I will be working with Josh Adams, <clears throat> um, and we're going to be doing a promotional slash lore extension slash show in the universe. All right. Yep. On top of that, I have been working with the legacy team to book um, some like comic local comic book store uh, appearances and stuff in, you know, know, like locally or whatever. Right. So I've got a couple of those tentatively booked. So I'll be hanging out with the legacy comics team and doing some comic book signing stuff. I obviously won't be signing comic books because I didn't actually do anything in them, but we're going to try to do like live podcasts of some form. And then, uh, the other thing is I found a sponsor for the show. Um, I don't really want to say too much detail on it yet because I want to have the, the physical goods in my hands. But I will say this. It's a, it's a, it's a partnership slash sponsor that I think is going to be really, really cool for a physical good that really lines up with something that's very integral to the show. That's a little... This is about as much detail as I can give you without showing my showing my hand, showing my card. Is it is is it something that we're going to have to review? Um, I mean, there I will. There will be a review of sorts, but it's going to be a really cool thing that our community might really get some use out of, and at the very least the collectible nature of it is going to be awesome. Are we getting our own NFT? Something like that. Something something like that. But but this will be the, this is a physical good. So it's an actual tangible physical good. So here's what I'm going to do live on the show. I'm going to send you a message. Okay. Let's do it. And I do not want you to spoil it. Okay. But these were made for me to get started. <laughs> yeah, I'll say private message it to me. I, I private message. Okay, so everyone heard the oh. message come through. You see that? Now zoom in. So this. I see. Isn't that cool? That is dope. And if you zoom into the bottom, you see the personalization of it all. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So. I stumbled across this particular company and I really like their work and I reached out to have the staff um, on the show. I just invited them on the show and they were like, you know, we're not really, we're not really uh, equipped to do shows, but we would love to send you some merchandise and see what you think. And I was like, I love what you're doing. I would love for us to work together in some capacity. So we're airing out those details. Um, if we make any money off of this deal, it won't be it won't be significant. It'll be you know more so just the novelty of the items. No, I want one of those. So I guess I got to do the thing to get one. Of those. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Hopefully next week I'll have in my hand and I'll and I'll be able to say more. But just. I think it's kind of fun, you know, kind of playing around like the audience is listening. There's going to be people in the group that are going to be like, I, okay. 
I know they're never going to get that because I would have never got that. Yeah. Ever. So, so that's the best part is like there's people who listen to this show who actually like really care about our show and they care about us. All right. People that we're friends with. Right. And they're going to be genuinely curious. There's people who listen to this show who are probably like, oh, my God, this is stupid. Can you really move on? <laughs> but the people that care. And that actually are curious about this, that will be like, oh, I remember last week he said something. They will be the ones who will actually participate anyway. So I think that it's going to be a cool thing for our community. Some of us will take advantage of it more than others. But the cool thing is, is the customization abilities and the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be the thing that I showed you. It can be anything in that same world. So that's as as vague and specific as I can get. Um, I am super thrilled about it. At the very least, I'm going to be doing it. So, <clears throat> you know, selfishly, this is all about me anyway. So <laughs> Man, you, all, all I can say is you're going to have a lot of those, aren't you? It's so funny because you remember earlier when I was texting you guys, I was like, wait a minute. I have 62 uh-huh. of this one particular uh, thing. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're going too far already. You're going you too see? far already. And so Stop I it. was like, hmm. So I'm already doing the math. I'm already looking at stuff. So that being said. Hopefully, if uh, depending on the nature of shipping, hopefully by the next time we record, I'll have a really cool announcement. This will be something we move forward with, and then we'll see how it goes. That being said, um, and behind the scenes, I will air out all the details, and I'll get you guys, you know, kind of hooked up as well. And we'll see how this thing plays nah, out. Don't, I don't get know. them hooked up; they ain't here. They're yeah, yeah they missed here. out. That's right. Yep, they missed out. Nope. So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, this is Loot Bros Podcast. We talk about video games. We talk about comic books, movies, shows, games, um, nerdy things, things that I vaguely speak about and don't actually give you any real insight on. Speaking of nerdy things and video games all in one. All right. So if none of you have heard of the app, I've been watching a reseller on YouTube called Phoenix Resale. And he, Who? Phoenix Resale. Okay. He he's based out of Kentucky. He does a lot of like game flipping and stuff. He sell he's he he does Amazon affiliate selling and that's how he makes his living, which is really cool. Um but he advertises for an app called what whatnot all the time. Yeah. It's a live auctioning app. So, so essentially it's like live streaming, but you can sell like goods while you're live streaming and talking to everybody. That's yeah, really I've neat. got um one of the, my my kids sensei slash also the owner of boomer comics he was telling me he he's been buying comics of whatnot a lot so i signed up today and got a free ten dollar credit well there was i i I was like you know what i'm at work i'm bored whatever so i hopped into a couple auctions and and just let them kind of play while i was working and then guy said okay we're gonna do a sealed wcw backstage uh Backstage brawl, this is amazing for, for for the Nintendo sixty four. He started the bidding at a dollar. I got it at twenty four dollars. Sweet, but with my discount, I paid a lot less than that. So I have a sealed copy of WC. I, that's my first actual like sealed like older game that I'm going to get. So I'm pretty excited for that. And then today, I I was I was in another thing. It was like power. It was a Power Rangers one or whatever. The guy sold Power Ranger toys. He was selling two vintage packs of the uh, collectible cards, and I got two packs for six bucks after shipping. So all the nerdy things are on their way. Sweet dude, that's dope. 
Adult. Well, let's uh, yeah. So that's that's my nerdy thing for the day, Daryl. I see you've been picking up some uh, some things as well. Yeah, yeah. So I posted in the group, um, and I don't know that I've actually said this on a show yet, but I uh, I took longtime listener, good friend of the show, Jared. Um, he he'd been kind of like me and him have been messaging back and forth about doing a little bit eBay stuff, and okay. he'd been like, "Man, you really should do it. it it'll at the very least, it'll pay for your." your habit, you know, of game buying and things of that nature. I agree. And I told you guys, once I moved my home, once I started working from home and I moved my office into the actual office area and I stopped consuming the entire thousand square foot basement, I realized that I need to condense my collection. And so what I started to do was I started to sell off some of the older stuff. So I started selling off my Wii games. I started selling off my Wii U stuff. Sold off um, some PS1 stuff. I sold off a lot of Xbox 360. Now, I kept the things that matter to me, you know, like so having multiple shelves of games for every system kind of doesn't make a ton of sense so what i started doing was i was like i like horror games that's always been my thing i'll keep all my horror games then outside of keeping the horror games i'll definitely keep my ps3 4 and 5 vita psp that's kind of my main stuff right um i kept a lot of i kept my dreamcast stuff i don't have a ton of dreamcast stuff but my handheld stuff was kind of really the main so outside of that i'll start selling things off and then anything sealed in the box, I kept because I've I started about two three years ago, really kind of getting into sealed things of that nature, right? So, um, anyways, that being said, I I sold off a bunch of stuff, and then I took some of my more valuable items and put them on eBay. Now, I did sell my PS4 copy of Godzilla, um, that being one of the most rare PS4 games I have. Um, but I was kind of curious, you know, like I took four or five items and I was like, let me, these are some expensive items. Let me see how they do If Cause, cause if I make a few hundred bucks, well then I can go buy more games and right. just kind of go back and forth. So I put my copy of, of uh, Godzilla on eBay, ended up selling it for $154. I was like, dang, that worked out pretty good. I had a, sealed copy of attack on titan that i bought for three dollars zach yep okay it sold for 74 dollars. yes sir um so i did that with a few a handful of games um and then i got one so this was this one was really tough okay i really i was like i don't know that i should do this but i'm like i'm never i own parasite eve okay and i own like digital versions of it i've got it like saved on certain systems and things of that nature i believe i've even got loose copies of it but a couple years back i found a sealed in the box copy of parasite eve and i bought it for 20 dollars at a flea market okay and i was like i love parasite eve it's one of my favorite games horror game rpg one of the most amazing games uh from that era so, but I was like, you know what? That's a big, that's a mover right now. That's an expensive game. Yeah, I put it on eBay. It sold for $338. And then my thing was this. I was like, I really shouldn't sell stuff like that, right? Like I should keep, I should hold on to that forever. But I was like, wait a minute. 
this game's not going to get any cheaper, you know? Right now, the resale market is pretty hot. It is. And I'll never open this game. Yeah, I'm never going to open it. So, like, owning it sealed in the box, I was like, the only reason I would continue to own it is because eventually I would sell it, right? And then I was like, but, like, now's a really good time (laughs) to sell it. You should have. I actually, how good of a condition was it in? It was. It was good enough to grade. It was good enough to grade. You should have sent it in to get graded. All right. So, and, and I was talking about this with one of the uh, one of the guys on on whatnot, the guy that was selling the seal games, and he he's he wasn't he's not a big fan of people selling or or grading sealed games because he thinks games should be played. I respect his opinion, but at the same time, so I actually joined a. Uh, actually joined a group um so a lot of yeah there it is um and just going down the list right now somebody is selling uh biohazard zero uh-huh the japanese copy um uh it got an 85 plus from uh yeah it's water no it's not bga that's yeah bga got an 85 plus which means it's in mint condition and they want 250 dollars for it Nice. It's uh, and 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 the and the and the thing about that is is that's way more than that. That game would just go for by it. Like even if it was still sealed in in, in box, closed in box, it probably still only go for like one hundred twenty bucks. So he doubled his money spending. I think it's twenty five to fifty dollars to get it graded. Hmm. So he yeah he still he he almost made double what he could have made just selling it sealed. Huh. Think just, just something to think about, like, uh, like so. Before you sell a game, look at look at some sold comps on on eBay, and then if you if the game is worth some money and or it's like a niche market, like uh, or not necessarily niche, like you know you have those collectors for those popular titles, like you like Resident Evil. So if somebody had like a perfect ten, uh, Resident Evil two for the PlayStation, um, graded. You, uh, I have a feeling you probably think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's something to think about. <clears throat> and and like I said, my copy was in good enough condition to grade. Now I have other games that are worth similar amounts of money in the same vein. Uh so I, I've considered selling selling more of them because the the problem I have with a sealed in the box game is I'm not going to open it. Therefore. Right. My only reason for keeping it is to hope that it appreciates in value and that I then sell it. Okay. If it's open, there is a possibility I'll put it in. So I was just kind of on the fence. I was like, you know what? I'll make a little bit of money off this and see what happens. So I did and I made good money. And so I just was like, man, that's pretty good. And then it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, now that I'm making money, I can make more money. <laughs> and so I went on marketplace and I bought a handful of games, right? And one of them was Dragon Ball Fusion on the 3DS. I got a handful of 3DS games for 20 bucks. Dragon Ball Fusion, okay. Kingdom Hearts, Dream Drop Distance, and Street Fighter 4. I put Dragon Ball Fusion on my eBay store, it sold for $44. I doubled my money. I gave Kingdom Hearts to my brother because he's a Kingdom Hearts fan, and I kept Street Fighter for myself. How dope is that? That's dope. 
I've been bit by the by the flip bug. You know what I'm saying? Like Dude, now I'm like, like if I could if I could own a physical store, like oh, I know, right? That would be like ultimate. Yep, there's the dream right there. Yeah, because then people come to you with their stuff, and then you can you can choose to keep it or flip it, and that's uh, uh that's a whole nother that's a whole okay. nother thing. Well, no, no, no. If you own a physical store and, and someone sells to your store, you don't keep it for yourself. That's that, that's bad business. That's like oh wait, so that, that's <laughs> sampling your own product. <laughs> no, so I would one hundred percent. Be skimming off the top and like, all right, check it out. This is how this works. If it, if I need it for mine, it I get first dibs. You want to know outside yeah, of that? Daryl's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it, and then I'm, I'm gonna write it, I'm gonna write it off as a tax write off. Yep, you hundred percent. And and then I'm gonna, and I'm gonna buy it from my own store at cost. Here's a, here's a. Did you listen to the little one off episode, the the last week's episode that I did by myself? No, I have not yet. It's been a busy okay. week. That's fine. That's all good. Most people don't listen to their own podcasts, even if they're not on the episodes. Um, uh, so, I do when I'm not on the episode, usually. Yeah, I do the same. I Sometimes I, li- I used to do it all the time. Now, not so much anymore. I used to listen to every episode just so that I could kind of learn from it. Yep. But then I realized, like, it doesn't matter. You guys are here to talk trash with me. Um, I'm not going to be a professional podcaster. So it is what it is. I mean, hey, you you never know. Hey, we're talking about sponsorships. I mean, yeah. We get ads put put in comic books. Yeah, that is true. We are moving on. See, and the thing is, is I look at this stuff like, what is something cool that I want to accomplish? It's not, it's never about making money. It's always about what's the cool thing I want to do. Right. You know, like, podcast patreon pays for the games that we bought to play on the patreon and the podcast patreon paid for the ad for us to be in a comic book so like and then that's that was that that was it that was all the money (laughs) every dime we've made we've put back into the show and so that's cool oh i'm sorry good i'm just saying like that's uh so that's kind of like where my head is at with a lot of things it's like okay do we really want to fill our show up with ads not really but if it's something cool that we can do that would be interesting to us and or fund the next cool thing, then maybe, you know, maybe it's worth exploring. Anyways, if, that's kind of where my head is at. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you. If it's something that like we uh, as a group are passionate about together and something that would be beneficial to us and the community, like I'll tell I'll, they, they they can have that ad space. Yeah. And, and the thing I don't ever want to be is I don't ever want to be one of those shows that's like, all right, this is bought to you by Squarespace. <clears throat> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, granted, th- hey, maybe there if, will come a day. Hey, with, with, all d- with all due respect, if some, if, if Squarespace or whatnot or shit, hey, guys, this, this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, all right? Um, if there's ever a day, like, I'm going to be like, hey. You know, I'm not, as, I'm not opposed to being sponsored by a video game or even a mobile game. Like, I, because I would play, you know, I'd try it anyways. But like, I don't know, it, it like or like hymns, you know what I'm saying, or like CBD stuff or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot the the things are, you know, like uh, Dollar Shave Club. I would probably do a Dollar Shave Club ad, or Jeremy's razors because I'm bald and I'm gonna yeah, use that. I'm gonna, have no hair. Yeah. So like, th- but things that I think are cool, you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't right. I don't ch- I mean granted, and I don't think our I don't think our listenership warrants ads anyways. But I say all that to say this. 
I don't want to just go chase random things. I want to chase things that are cool, right? So being in a comic book, even if it is just an ad in a comic book, that was a goal. That's like a mini little bucket list item that's gone. Okay, that's checked. I am tentatively going to be killed in more than one comic book coming up. So like, that's another bucket list. There's going to be a character that looks like me killed in a comic book. And I'm like, that's... Oi, Josh, Josh Adams, I know you're listening to this right now. Well, where's my comic book character? <laughs> Kill I have a pretty, I have a prettier beard. Hey, it's like, uh, you ever saw Ready to Rumble? Where they're like, crown us, king, crown us. I'm all like, kill us, Josh, kill us. <laughs> kill us in your books. <laughs> but there's another thing. So supposedly I'm going to be killed in a video game. You know, I've already kind of had those conversations with this indie dev. And I'm like, hey, let's do this thing. I'm going to do a little bit of voice acting in this game eventually. And that's another thing. So. All that being said is I like to chase cool things or things that are fun for me. You know, I'm not like one of those people who are all about making money. Same thing goes back with the eBay store stuff. It's like, like, right. I don't need to make a killing, but like now that I've done it, now that I've seen that it works, now that it's seen that I've seen that I'm have enough things. I was like, man, there's a lot of gaps in my Vita collection, you know, like maybe I can fill them up. Maybe I can fill it up without actually going and spending a ton of money out of pocket. That being said, one of the things I said on the last show was that I got that Vita haul. I posted in the group and I posted in the discord. Um, I, I, I got $45 tied up in that whole deal. I told the story on the show last week that essentially I bought an Xbox one with games from a coworker for $40. Oh, wow. I bought a stack of other games off of marketplace for $30. I interchanged a couple of those games, kept some back, put some in. So all in all, I would say $45, you know, and then I traded that to a guy for a Japanese import blue PlayStation Vita with six Vita games. So one of which is the physical copy, the actual physical edition, the Japanese version of Minecraft. See, the, uh, the North American version was a case with a code in it. That burns my butt sack. Like that just freaking drives me nuts. I, I tried s- getting you a case today. Actually, uh, they were selling one of those uh, like licensed uh, PS Vita um, oh. faux faux leather cases that, like, oh. when you open it, it, sta- it it like stays attached to it. Like it's it, oh, it's like so a, like a phone flap. But man, I'll, so he was at the last second. He was like, "If you spend thirty dollars, I'll give you this cartridge, this officially licensed cartridge case to go with it." And I was just like, I "Love Daryl, but I don't love him for thirty five dollars. Not right now. Not right now. Not for those two items." Because I'm like, eh. yeah, "Daryl's probably lucky, and Daryl goes to flea markets, and Daryl can probably find one of those items." No, and it's possible, maybe. So. But yeah, so anyway, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been kind of like wheeling and dealing and, and kind of doing my thing. And the cool thing is now that I'm, you know, essentially self-employed, I work from home. I've got time to go make these deals. I've got time to go chase down a marketplace deal for 20 bucks. I got time to, you know what I'm saying? Because I can work from the road. I can work from the beach. I can work from anywhere. And it, I don't lose anything. By going and doing this. So like the other day, I dropped the kids off at school, made my calls for, you know, some of the loans and the things that I had in processing, kind of did my checkups with everybody. And I was like, okay, I got about an hour or two before things really start getting going. 
I was like, let me just freaking ride over here, pick these games up, pick those games up. And you know, I, it was cool, man. I'm really, I'm really digging it. So I haven't gone crazy. I was supposed to go to an auction last Friday. Haven't gone to, I've never been to an auction before. So I'm a, I think I'm gonna go to an auction soon. Might go this Friday. Haven't, is it, like a dedicated, uh, is it like a dedicated like gaming? Is it just a generalized auction? It's a generalized auction, but like my mom goes to them and she gets a bunch of stuff for her store. Are you going to the one in uh, the one in Gaston? It's in like Batesburg. Oh, okay. You're going a little bit further away. There's one in Gaston. There's a place uh, I don't remember exactly where it is, but um, I think it's like Cowboys Auctions or something like that. And something it's a uh, like it's it's just it's a warehouse in my. Uh, one of my one of one of my childhood friends that I went to high school with, uh, his dad actually um, runs runs the auction. So it's dope. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm gonna do. I've never been to an auction, so I'm gonna try that out. Um, like I said, I was supposed to go last Friday. Uh, ended up getting super busy, couldn't make it out. Um, <clears throat> we'll see what tomorrow looks like. Now we're recording on Thursday night right now, so right. I may go tomorrow night. I don't know. I know we've got like some festivities and some surprise birthday party things we've got to do for some of my wife's friends and coworkers. Oh so, boy. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know how I don't know if that will lend me to being able to get out and go to an auction the night before. We'll see. Maybe I'll be able to wager, hey, I'm going to this thing for you. You can let me at least let me go to my thing. <laughs> but uh we'll see. We'll see. I'll I got a couple you. Yeah, <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I know that's a lot of BS in the beginning of the show, but you know that like that's kind of what our what our crew's here for. And a lot of these guys are out on the prowl. Even even Kali starting to get bit by the bug because she said something the other day. She's like, "Man, I need to." Uh, she's like, "I need to." I feel like I need to go buy some random games just to <laughs> keep up with the it's with the halls and the and the conversation. Man, it is just something. It's something else right now. Like I don't know what people are like. I like. I'm so glad that I discovered whatnot. It's 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 gone. I need. I'm, I'm gonna have to have somebody like block the app from my phone at some point. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> I, I use. Um, you got a promo code? <laughs> no, actually, no. You go use Phoenix Resales code. He'll give you. It'll give you ten dollar credit. It'll give you ten free dollars on your first on your first purchase. It's uh it, it it's what it's whatnot dot com slash invite slash phoenix resale. Super okay, simple. Whatnot dot com slash phoenix what? Resale. Anyways, uh, in the midst of all that, while Daryl's downloading uh, whatnot, um, so we skipped over this part because we've been talking for a little while now. But Daryl, what have you been playing this past week? Um, so I mentioned to you that I needed to play more Vita. I said that I kind of had given myself this goal of uh, getting a hundred platinums. I've got sixty-two. Or something like that. I can't remember. So um I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda go for it. And uh I've been playing Lego Marvel Avengers. So that's been pretty good. I talked about it on the solo show that I did last week. <clears throat> um the production quality is really good for that game. It suffers from the same thing that all um Lego games suffer from, in my opinion. They get 
there's a certain point where I'm just like not so much lost, but a little more bored. And uh, okay. I'm just, I don't know. I, I like the game. I beat the game, but like I did not get very many trophies for it. And if you follow the trophy guide, the PS3, PS4 version has a different trophy list. Um, and the, uh, the Vita like trophy list is completely different. So like there's all these trophies on the guide on PSN profiles for like beating chapters and beat missions and stuff. But like, that's not the PS, the Vita version at all. So you beat the game essentially, and you'd only get like one trophy. Everything else is tied up in these challenges. The challenges are kind of frustrating because like a lot of them are flying challenges and the flying is a little jank. Like it's like good for a few minutes and then a few minutes and it gets a little wanky, uh, wonky, wanky. I don't know. It's it's okay. I'm enjoying the game pretty much, like pretty good. I don't I don't know that I got it in me for to go for the platinum. Uh but we'll see. I'm kind of chipping away at it. I've got like a section of games on my Vita shelf that's like, okay, I'm gonna try to platinum all these games. And so we'll see. Um that being said, the only other game that I can really say I put any time into this week would be Metro Exodus. And it's so good. Interesting. Like it's so freaking good, man. Like I haven't played it because I think I wanted to play those games in order. I will say uh, this: the first one's Last Light, right? The first yeah. one is um, twenty thirty three. Yeah, twenty thirty three, and twenty thirty three is really good. I think twenty thirty three is the best one because it's a little more like suspenseful, a little more horror, a little more atmospheric. Um, I really, really enjoy the game. Um, I, last light was really good. I felt like last night was kind of long. Like it seemed a little long in the tooth, like, but again, it's more Metro, right? Exodus is way different than both of them. Exodus is essentially open world. And okay. you do a lot of kind of roaming around in the open space, but you leave Moscow, you discover that the rest of the world is habitable and it's a really good game. And what's really cool is like, I'm running around and I'm just kind of doing whatever. And I don't necessarily love the, um, wander and then discover mentality. Like, I don't know that I like that with video games. I'm not like an Elden Ring, like, um, breath of the wild type gamer where you just go and figure it out like i don't have the time or the bandwidth for that i need at some point in time i need you to tell me where am i supposed to be heading now don't get me wrong i will explore and look around and lift up and look in every nook and cranny on the way to that point but i really get frustrated when i'm just wandering like into nothingness and essentially i feel like with metro exodus there's a lot of wandering with very little direction and the map has like hazards that like separate where you need to be. So you kind of have to do a lot of really like unnecessary backtracking, you know, like because there's water is you can't go through. You have to go find a boat to get around an area. So it'll make you go around your butthole to get to your elbow. Um, And it makes me feel like I spend a lot of time just, trekking the ground and granted that adds to the survival aspect of it and that adds to the random encounters when you fight enemies and mutants and monsters and stuff 
And it also means that I'm going to use up a bunch of ammo so that when I actually get to where I need to be, I don't have a ton of ammo and I need to craft more. And like it forces you to do the survival in quote things more. Right. But that's more annoying than it is fun when I'm making the third or fourth trip to this area and I'm like, oh, well, either I just need to run past everything or I got to fight everything. And it just kind of, it's not, it's not bad necessarily, but like it can be a little annoying. And for me, I just want to move, move. I want to boom. I want to knock stuff out. I want to, I want to go. I want to get trophies. I want to make progression, you know? So the game is gorgeous. I'm playing the PS5 version. It's got all the little cool bells and whistles programmed into the dual sense. Um, the resistance in the trigger when you, you have this pneumatic gun that you, that you, you get it in all three games, but like you have to kind of pump up air pressure and you put these little, like little metal, like muskets kind of in it and it's silent. And you can essentially put one of these little muskets at like a high pressure, high PSI through an enemy's head and kill them silently. And it's really, it's a dope gun, but you have to keep pumping it up to keep that air pressure built up. Okay. With the dual sense and it it puts pressure on the triggers. So when you go to pump it up, there's actual resistance in there. And that's awesome. It just adds to the the atmosphere. It adds to to the game. Um, same thing goes with your with your flashlight. So in in the Metro games, like your flashlight, you have to you have like this little essentially like a like a little charge pack. You have to pump it up and charge your 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 flashlight. Because as you're searching through the through the metro you know, the, the catacombs and tombs and debris and the underground. Cause you spend a lot of the game and in the, in the first few games, especially underground in the dark, like you have to have a flashlight and you have to pump it up to keep the light on, you know, which it's cool because it adds to that atmosphere and like things can attack you in the dark and blah, blah, blah. So that being said, Metro Exodus is different than the other two, but it's also the same. I will say I think the voice acting is worse in this game than the previous iterations. It's a little more like uh, it's a little more on the nose. Like <laughs> this guy's supposed to be an abrasive Russian, and it's just like, Artyom, come with me, Mother Russia, blah. We must escape Moscow, and it's just very like obnoxious. You know, what I'm saying like it's not. But I don't want to escape Moscow. Is, well, I mean, yeah. technically, RTM does. You know, he's been saying all along that there's a real world out there. But the game's cool. The first one I still think is the best. Um, but they're they're quality games. All three of them are great. If you jump into one, like you can play Exodus without playing the previous two. You don't really know what's going on. But also, I played the first two. I beat the first two on two different consoles each. I still don't know what's going on. So it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you just wanted to experience a Metro game, I would say 2033 would be the best route, but Exodus is the most modern. So jump in. Um, but I hear that the actual novels are really good. And supposedly there's like some really good, uh, like, uh, what we call it? Like, uh, audio versions of the Metro books out there. Okay. So either way, it's, uh, it's, it's good. I really enjoy it. I've gotten, you know, probably already 10% of the trophies. I'm, um, I don't know, probably 10 hours into the game, maybe 12 hours into the game. I've been getting up really early in the morning this week and playing. And like this morning I got up 
And uh, I wasn't feeling well this morning. So I got up, took my medicine, you know, and just played Metro for a couple hours. And I didn't have a voice this morning. It's actually, I'm actually pretty fortunate that I can even talk tonight. But um, I just was very, very hoarse from having strep. So uh, I got up this morning and just contacted all the people I was working with today. I was like, hey, look, most of my correspondence is going to be through email or text because I don't really have a voice. And then as the day went went on and I did have phone conversations, like it started to come back. And so now I just sound a little nasally, sound fine. Um, but yeah, so most of my day, I just sat here and just sent emails and text messages and posted ads and followed up with, with old leads. And then I play a little bit of Metro and then I'd play, you know, up to like a checkpoint or something. And then I would go, okay, what's my next wave of emails? What's my next wave of stuff? So, so today I didn't take a quote sick day, but I also, I did kind of take it kind of easy today. And I, I spent a good chunk of the day playing Metro. Um, but I was able to pump out like 20 or 30 ads today and follow up with a lot of customers. Uh, and I actually got some, some new leads and new business. So today was a successful day originating. Um, but I wouldn't have slowed down. Like I, w- I would have been on the phone a lot more and I would have probably spent more time in a smaller pool than I did today, kind of shooting broad. But since I decided I was going to do things non-verbally, it was good. And I spent a little bit of time playing games and that was also good. So overall, Me- Metro Exodus is good. I-, I quite enjoy it. I recommend it, you know, and um, some of the boss fights have been really cool. You know, they've, been, they've been pretty neat. And, uh, and some of the stealth is actually pretty good in this game too. Like you have the opportunity to approach things from a very stealth and tactical. You don't have to, you can go in everywhere guns blazing, but the way I've built my loadout, I've uh, focused on suppressors and I use, you know, I use my assault rifle if I have to, but for the most part I'll go and I'll snipe and I've, I've built my, my pistol. Cause that's another thing. You really customize your guns. And they're wild looking because you're using parts and things you scavenge all over Moscow. And so I, um, I built my stuff up to look pretty gnarly and, and I'm really focused on a lot of just stealth and quiet and yeah, it's, it's a good game. I like it. Dope. What about you, man? What have you been playing? Um, all right. So right now I'm currently playing, uh, and it's just for, so I didn't notice that, I was like, you know, I'll just play this and get some achievements. It's probably going to be easy, simple. I can play it during the show. I don't have to have sound to it. Um, I playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Right. Master Duel. It's uh, like, it's literally you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! But uh, it's on the Xbox. It's free. Um, but uh, let's see. It has 11 achievements for the for the 1K. But a lot of them are like, Play ranked or event duels. Play ranked or event. I think every one of them, but one of them is ranked. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You have to play ranked, ranked, ranked. So you really have to know what you're doing, essentially. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to get through all of this. It's just something I guess to diddle around in the background. Um. Dilly well, dally. Uh, I got the chapter seven in Dead Space this week. Nice. It's a good game. Let's see, what else have I done? Since you mentioned it, I just do want to put an emphasis on there. Next week's episode, I know I said it earlier, next week's episode, we're going to be doing the Loot Bros 
uh, community game club talking about dead space. So all the questions and everything is, uh, you know, it's going to be hopefully, hopefully focused around dead space. Uh, I played some more Warframe. Um, I am grinding for a certain weapon that's going to help me finish the campaign a lot easier. Nice. Um, played some, played some Apex as usual. Uh, I'm just going to stop saying that because you should all expect me to play it every week. Um, I hear my son said that they kind of revamped the maps and put a new character on there that didn't suck. Uh, they put a new character in there every season. Every season we get a new character. So every three, every three months, uh, every quarter we get a new character. Uh, it is great. And the system that they revamped and they redid was the rank system um, for competitive play because they really, really budged it up last season. It was so bad. I barely played last season. It was that bad. Um, I don't know. I'm not finding as much enjoyment in playing it by myself anymore. So mainly the only time I play is uh, my buddy that was on deployments back from deployment now. And he and I play that. And we play Warframe together. So. Um. Oh, I uh, I started a new account on Pokemon Unite. Um, because ever since I got my new phone, like I've been like, now I'm reverting back to like some of the old apps that I used to play a lot of. Um, so okay. Pokemon a lot, Pokemon Unite's kind of like uh, it's like League of Legends. It's a MOBA, but it's it's just Pokemon based, and it's a lot simpler to play. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on Switch. It's free on both. Um. I've been enjoying that. I've I've been playing quite a bit of ranked in that. I've already ranked up two leagues, I guess you could say. So I'm like, it's beginner, great, veteran. But that is story wise. That's about it. I think I, I think that's all I've been playing. I don't even think I've played any Power Wash Simulator this week. Dang, your house is dirty. So, um, CJ's been playing a shit ton this week. <laughs> jerk. Well, so he's one. Of, he's my Xbox friend, and I was clicking over and try to see what I play. And I'm ranked 15 out of all my friends. He is this month alone. He has gotten 3,140 achievement points, and I have gotten a measly. My wife has gotten more achievement points this month than me. I've gotten a measly 90. She's gotten 170. She actually, I don't, I don't. Uh, she, she, she beat Subnautica. But the funny thing was, I was like, take a picture. She paused the game right before right before the end after she spent four hours collecting materials. Our power our power cut out. So she lost all of her save. Because it didn't auto save. So she's like, Yeah, I'm not going back and doing this. So she started playing she started playing Subnautica Below Zero. But you did see you you saw it though, right? You can verify that she beat I it. I can verify. All right, I'll add it. I'll add it on the thing. So. I told her to start sending it uh, send, uh, to sending me screen uh, pictures, and she's like, "Yeah, I want my points." I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, "She was she was not into it, and now she's into it." Surprise. There you go. Good, good, good. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife she started her new job a couple weeks ago, and she is so incredibly stressed that she hasn't wanted us to play. We played Scrabble one night, but we haven't played. Uh, we haven't played the any of the FMV games. Like right. she's just there. She got hired on to do this in this education position as they're rolling out uh, a new procedure in all of the operating rooms. 
Okay. And so she's like working super late. She's coming home and doing education and doing research and all this stuff. So like, she's just tapped. She ain't about it. So uh, once this whole thing rolls out next month, hopefully she'll, <clears throat> she'll want to get back into the games with me, but who knows? She whooped my behind in freaking Scrabble. I bought Scrabble on PS4 the other day. And she gave you the smoke. Dude, I've been with my wife for 21 years. I've never beat her in Scrabble. Like when we play the actual board game. That's She's fair. so freaking smart. It it drives me insane. But like, I don't want to lose forever, so I'm going to keep trying. And she keeps beating me. Just and then, for so some I bought, reason, I don't know why. For some reason, I don't know why, but females are just really good at spelling things. I know. <laughs> or thinking of random words. I'm pretty sure it's because they're the best at arguing. So they're like, let me sound as intelligent as possible so he knows I'm right. Yep, that's pretty much what they're trying to do. So what I did was I, I, I was like, I'll buy the PS4 version of Scrabble and I'll challenge her in that. We had an hour and a half long match, and at an hour and nineteen minutes, I finally took the lead. And I was like, Yes, I'm gonna win. We only got like seven tiles left. This is it. She turned around and beat me by like thirty or forty points. Like she freaking beat breaks <laughs> off me at the end. I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. Hour and a half later, still off. But all right, you ready to head over to the leaderboards and the backlog beatdown and all that good stuff? Yes, sir. I am ready. Do you got the leaderboards brought up? Or you want me to jump in the backlog beatdown first? I thought we were doing that later. Um, I don't know what we're doing. I'm just, I'm just talking. Thought we were doing. I thought we were doing that. In- in uh, in post now. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we were, but then we don't have everybody with us. So perfect. All right. Yes, I can do that. Hold on. Let me uh, go back. Let me down. I I'll have do back. Let me sh- down I have the shortcut to one of them. Yeah. The thing is, this is like, you know, just so everybody knows how the sausage is made. <laughs> so what we're talking, we, we moved our night of recording and typically it takes about three, three and a half hours to record the loop bros podcast. So what we decided to do was if we moved to a weeknight, knowing everybody's got to work, that we would cut the backlog beat down and the leaderboards out of the actual show run and then try to be a little more time conscious to knock the recording out in two hours. And then as I edit the show, just go in and post and be like, all right, here's the backlog beat down numbers. Here's the um here's the the leaderboards, you know, and I would do that on like a Saturday. So it's like a Saturday to Saturday, like like we've always done it. So the numbers kind of stayed consistent. Well, Joe and Clyde didn't make it. So boom, we're doing the whole thing live. Here we go. Deal. I, all right. So I'm following you. Don't forget to not cut. And don't forget to cut that out that I said that we were doing it in post. Oh, I'm not cutting any of that out. I'm going to do, I'm going to pull a trophy horse. (laughs) Just leave leave it all in. (laughs) You can do it. Hey, don't forget to cut that out of the show and then don't cut it out of the show. No, I'm going to leave it in. We're going, we're going, we're going all in. All right. So I'm selling your bro. Still got the lead. 132 points in the backlog. Dude's killing it. Man is nuts. And, And, and somehow he still finds time to come talk to me twice a week and harass me for like two hours. It's good people, man. Good people. It is good people. Yeah, you, you don't you don't you don't have too many of those. So. All right. Um next up we got CJ with 89 points. We got Diego with 83. Resident Daryl with 79. Redbeard Rick 73. Gareth with 58. Joe with 55. JT with 52. We've got Jer with 33. 
We got a uh, yield with 30, uh, MZ with 25, Alex with 23, James the Nerd and the Bearded Nerd tied at 21. Oh boy. Kali and Sadik tied at 20. Noah the Builder with 19. Tricky Mick with 15. Dino Killer with 10. And I did add the Subnautica points on there. Woo woo. Homer gets duffed at nine. Corey with nine. Spider Packs with eight. B-Wow with six. Jim with five. And then we got John Michael and T-Bird with four. James McCall with three. And Levi with two. That is your Backlog Beatdown. If you're interested in joining the Backlog Beatdown, all you got to do is play games. Take screenshots of your credits, your trophy stance, all that stuff. Jump into the Backlog Beatdown groups, the Facebook groups, the 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 uh, Discord, anything. You can email me at lootbrospodcast at gmail.com and just send me your stuff. We will definitely have you. I will add you to the list. So, Zach, you got those leaderboards? I do. Would you actually believe Levi's on the leaderboards this week? Man, he's back in the game. Yep, starting at number five on the True Achievements leaderboard, we got uh, Parzival, 25-28, with 160 achievement points. He was playing the Eagle within two. And he's, on, he's, he's back on that horror game grind. He was, he, he's was he been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Uh, that's, that, man, that's what started our friendship. Yeah. Those horror games. Got to do it. And then we got GDI Master Ace in fourth place with 718 achievement points. Uh, playing some Midnight Fight Express. We got uh, CJ Anderson, the Sony Pony to you, in third place with 900 achievement points, playing some Fast Not Too Furious. Got it. Or, sorry, best month ever. The achievement was Fast Not Too Furious. See, I read that wrong. I've never heard oh. of that game, so it's probably a spam game. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Judge not <laughs> unless you be judged, okay? <laughs> hey, he knows it's a spam game. <laughs> look, uh, look uh, CJ, he has... It's it's kind of like his taste in games is kind of like a taste in wine. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta sip on all of them until you find what you really like. So. Man, that man drinks uh, drinks barefoot wine on like a daily basis. What you talking about? <laughs> CJ is a, is my hero. <laughs> he plays it all. Are you are you living vicariously through him this year? Oh my gosh, all the time, dude. I love it, man. Like he plays all these wild games, and it's like you know what? Nobody knows more about games than CJ. So I can't hate. That's actually true. Yeah, if I have a question, I'm like, hey, CJ. Yeah, you real talk. It's like, you want to yeah. know if you haven't played a game, that's the one to go to because that dude, he he dabbles. And if I ever have a question about a simulator game, I go to our number two spot. I'm yeah. styling on your bro with 1,110 achievement points. He is playing Shredders. Not Shredders Revenge, just Shredders. Gotcha. Uh, and in first place, uh, Sadik. With 1,810 achievement points. He's also been playing Midnight Fight Express. Mm, must be good. Must be good. Got, some got some, col- our, some collaborating going on here. Two of our hardcore playing some Midnight Express. Now, we'll say the, uh, the little um, <clears throat> sponsorship, partnership deal I got going on. The, I do believe those guys will be interested. I might be oh, wrong. 110%. I might be wrong, but I think that they... They might be interested. You know what? I'm styling you, bro. Might be interested. Man, I'm gonna give you. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna give our uh, true trophies leader what a shout out this week. We have at least one trophy all the way down to 16th place. There we go. There we go. That's good. But in fifth place, we got Stink Palm with 40 trophies playing Life is Strange too. 
Mr. Yeah, give a shout out to Stink Palm, old Jared. He <laughs> he found something really cool the other day, and he messaged me about it. And this is just one of the beautiful things about our relationship. Um, he fell asleep playing Life is Strange, and then it said when you're it gave up a warning. As a matter of fact, we'll pull it up. It said that if your DualShock dies to hook up your PS Vita as a controller, let me look. It said. Yeah, the warning says, please reconnect your DualShock 4 wireless controller or your PlayStation Vita system. So apparently, it's built into Life is Strange before the storm. I believe that's the one he's playing. No, Life is Strange 2, rather. Yeah, it was built in that you could use the Vita as a controller. So, how cool is that? Did you go away, Zach? Oh, there I am. <laughs> I was speaking the whole time and just didn't. Uh, it did. It didn't click. Uh, yeah, no, that's really cool. I know you could do that with a couple of games. Um, back when the Vita was actually relevant. Um, yeah, yeah when taking I was small telling, pop shots there. Yeah, that's all right. You can take your shots. The Vita is still around. <laughs> so. Oh hell, no. Um, what was cool was that the when the Vita came out, or well, rather when the PS4 came out, you could use your Vita as your review mirror in Drive Club. You could sync your Vita up, play Drive Club, and your Vita could be your second screen because it had the second screen option, and your Vita would be your review mirror. That's kind of neat. Did it ever feel weird looking down at your review mirror? You know, I <laughs> tried it once, I believe. Uh, I think I, because when Drive Club came out, it was the PS plus version but it was only like part of the game because the game came out it was delayed and it was messed up and blah blah blah. so i didn't really spend much time on it but i think i tried it just for that and that was that was 2014 though so hard to remember days okay well as i was actually saying while i was uh while i was speaking into a muted microphone uh in fourth place we have somebody i've never seen on the leaderboards before uh mr ttam with 51 trophies playing a maquette whatever that is maquette was a ps plus game we got supposedly a pretty straight through platinum i think it's a puppet game i don't remember kind of interesting Hmm. art style maybe maybe it's a puzzle game either way I own it, obviously, yes, boss. Um, but yeah, that one's supposed to be a pretty straightforward platinum. Okay. And then third place uh, on another leaderboard, I'm styling on your bro with 73 trophies playing Transcend World 2. Get it? Man has been grinding that game for a hot minute now. He, te- he, he tells me, he's like, I hate, uh, he's like, I found another bug in Transcend 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got to figure out how to get past it now. I cannot believe who's in second place this week. Who's that? In second place is uh, the Loot Bros own Mr. TMNT84 with 84 trophies. Good, playing good GTA job. 5 because that's his pledge game. and He still hasn't gotten through two yet. He's working on it. I know. I'm, I, I like giving him a hard time because I, I, I told him the other day, I was like, hey, I jumped into the podcast after you've already beat two pledge games. All right. I need you to step up your game here. <laughs> uh that's awesome though. I'm glad I'm glad you give him you give him some crap for it. Well so he gives all he gives all of us crap, so somebody's gotta give him crap. 
That's right. It's all good. I mean, and and Daryl, no offense, but you're a little too nice sometimes. Hey, man, somebody's got to do it. You know, I was uh, often accused of being mean to my old podcast host, so maybe I've just turned over a new leaf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, the, no one knows what happens when the, uh, when the microphone turns off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in first place, he got the Grounded Gamer with 92 uh, trophies. He is playing Journey to the Savage Planet. There we go. There we go. Getting it. He's he he's on one of his on spells. He's gonna be he's gonna be on on point for about the next week, and then he's just gonna vanish for another month, and he'll come back for two weeks and vanish for another month. Well, I think this has something to do with his job. So I think he goes away, and in certain parts of Canada, he doesn't have internet. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yep, I think I, I think for a while, I could be wrong. Joe said he was like working on like a fishing boat or something like that. So like he'd be on the Man, in the depths of Canada. I would love that. Somebody want to get me a job working on a fishing boat? Let me dope. You smell like fish. So, all right. What we're going to do is we're going to head into community questions real fast. I collected a handful of them. One of them, I'm not sure it was new or old, but either way, we've got them here. If you want to write questions into the show, you can do so in the Facebook group or the Discord or the Podcast at gmail.com. You can write in your questions anonymously. So I'm styling on your bro right saying says, do you think Sony sells consoles at a loss? They should have just sucked it up rather than hiking the price and forcing the burden onto the customer who struggles ever more in this day and age of hyperinflation slash shrinkflation. Um, do they sell this console at a loss? I don't know. I know that the PS4 they were not selling at a loss. There's no way. Well, the thing is, I would imagine now, yeah, they probably are selling it at a loss because the chips and the parts, everything's gone up so much. Um, you know, just since the PlayStation lost, using other things to you know, add perspective. So uh, when I was in the manufacturing industry just a few months ago, like a, like a piece of three by three tubing, um, 24 foot long, was start off at like $34 a stick. All right. It was $92 a stick, you know, when I left and that was just since COVID. So you can imagine if raw material has gone up that much, like for example, I could buy a four foot by eight foot sheet of steel, three eighths thickness for $200. And then it got, it was over $400 when I left. Okay. Steel prices, lumber prices. We all know lumber has gone up tremendously. Food prices. I mean, most of our foods doubled. Like a 60 count of eggs at Walmart pre-COVID was less than $5. Now it's almost $17. I bought a 60 count thing of eggs beginning this week. It was $16.74. So, you know, you gotta you gotta look at everything like in the, the grand scheme of things. Now, so just raw material alone, all these components ha- are more expensive, okay? Now, you, from the manufacturing side of things, you had, we've had years of problems getting our parts from China, from Foxconn, to different parts of the world. So, for example, um, Sony was paying to fly, to airdrop their consoles out of China to various places to sell them uh, on the market. Okay. 
Same thing goes with um, Apple, Apple, their iPhones, all that stuff. Like it is tens of thousands of dollars per shipment more expensive to fly your materials out of certain areas than it is to ship them in a container. Now, the containers, because of like just using America as perspective, because our government was doing such a fantastic job uh, running everything and making sure that things were moving and you know, whatever. That is sarcasm, by the way. Um, we had a crazy multitude, a blockade of sh- of container ships all up and down the coast for God only knows how long. I know, again, when I was in manufacturing, we would get emails all the time saying that the entire container ship that our material was on fell into the ocean. So we would have entire containers of weightlifting equipment or pieces, because we built most everything in the States, we would have entire containers at the bottom of the ocean. Okay? That being said, that translates to all the other things as well. So, cost of goods have gone up, cost of transporting. A container ship used to be, at one point in time, it was like $3,000 to ship a container from overseas to here, right? I heard that some of these containers... Again, using my own manufacturing background, some of these containers were upwards of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to ship because everything was so backed up. And then they just sat on the coast. So then you had to pay more money to have people expedite your particular goods. So it's not just the cost that has gone up, but the actual shipping and the the moving you know, the middleman moving the pieces around. So do I think they were selling, going to sell the PS5 at a loss? Probably not at one point in time. Are they selling them at a loss right now? I yes. would dare to say yes. So so I did pull up some facts for you okay. um, while, while, while you were kind of going through all that. Um, so would you trust Bloomberg as a... Yeah, Bloomberg is a credible source. Okay. Bloomberg reported that the PS5 costs Sony around $450 to produce. So if they're selling it at $500, that means they're selling it probably to larger companies for for four four seventy five four seventy five yeah. yeah so they're making twenty five dollars a unit they said packaging alone can add up to fifteen dollars per console so if they're s- producing and packaging them at four sixty five not including shipping costs right. they'll probably sell so that yeah they'll probably charge ten dollars a unit so if they're shipping fifty units at a time that's five hundred dollars for shipping um so they're and- they're they're barely making they're they're not uh, they're they're not even breaking even so yeah right. I, I, I would say they're probably selling at a loss right and now. none of that but like i was just saying you know they're not just shipping them like normal like they were before they're shipping right. them they're they're flying them out and drop shipping them is what they call it and so we had to do that too with, with weightlifting equipment we would get to a point where things were so backed up and for like i said 90 percent of everything we made in the states but there were some things that just get made overseas in such a bulk that you know, it like rubber grips, you know, um, there's a certain type of steel you use for like a plate for like a plate loaded machine, you know, like a weight plate. And it's right. not, Oh my God. What is it? It's like a, it's a, basically it's like junk steel essentially, you know? And I forget what it's called now. Um, but anyways, so we didn't make our own weight plates. Like we would, we would buy those by the crate load from overseas. And no company in the United States was making them. And the ones that were, because they had to make them, it was costing double and triple. I priced this stuff out to make it in-house, and it was double and triple 
the cost per piece because you do those there's whole factories and whole setups for this stuff overseas and that's what they do they they take this crap steel they melt it down and then they form these parts and they sell them to manufacturers at, at such a bulk where you can keep the price down so low that you it's cheaper to import them than it is to make them yourself so again i've got 12 years of manufacturing and I handled vendor relations and 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 I, all the way down to designing equipment and and building equipment. So, granted, weightlifting equipment in a PlayStation Five are not one to one, but I can definitely guarantee you that there's no world in which they're making money on the consoles with the nature of how they had to get them to us. At the very least, they're breaking even. But you know, you just read that Bloomberg article, and right. we don't know how much. Sony's paying to have these things shipped. We also don't know how much extra they're paying to make sure their chipsets are made because throughout the year, when they have their projected, you know, oh, we're still projecting our sales numbers. Like all these these manufacturers are dumping more money on the pile. See, there's something called an expedited cost, expedited fee in manufacturing. If I want my stuff made before Zach's stuff gets made, I can pay a rush fee. I can pay to have it expedited. And I can say, okay, look, there's only so many wafers out there and there's only so many chips that can be made. Well, how about this? I'm going to give you an extra $10,000 per load. If you put me instead of a, a, a eight week lead time, if you make me a six week lead time, you know, or I'll give you another hundred thousand dollars or in this case, probably million dollars, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like if you can bump me up and essentially what they're, what they're doing is Apple, um, Nintendo, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, um, Samsung, all these guys are fighting over the same parts, all your big computer manufacturers. And so they're all throwing their wallets around saying, if you can give me a two week lead time, four week lead time, six week lead time. In other words, if you put me ahead of the schedule and I get my parts first, I'll throw another hundred thousand dollars into, into you know, and pay that expedited fee or what have you. So we can, get numbers on what it costs to manufacture, what it would cost to ship, but what we do not see are those behind the scenes deals to increase your lead times. So I would imagine there's a bean counter out there somewhere who's like, yeah, we're losing money by the bar ball, balls, but we make so much money on software, it's worth the loss because the more consoles we get out there, the more opportunity we have for guys like Resident Daryl to buy digital versions of games he already owns physically, and therefore we're he's double dipping. We're making extra money. There's no middleman there. Blah blah blah. So, um, do I think they should have the price hike? No, I don't. I mean, I don't want them to. But like, here's here's where we're at, styling, and this goes for everybody. Oculus announced a month ago um, that they were going up on the Oculus Quest Two, and that is one of the first pieces of technology hardware that's out there that has gone up in price not down the longer it was out see tech usually goes down because you can make more of it cheaper faster we get multiple SKUs, we get thinner versions of our tech consoles phones games things of that nature right every console we get a slim version why do we get a slim version oh because they can make more of them cheaper faster they 
change the components inside. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like we keep hearing about the wafers, the nanometers on the wafers. They're trying to build whole factories that have uh, wafers in them with, with six millimeter, um, um, nano chips or whatever, instead of seven, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like I keep hearing all this stuff, right? Because they're trying to make everything smaller so they can make more of it at one time so they can cut their costs down and, and man, and get that production up. So, uh, but when Oculus said they were going up on their price, I was like, well, it's only a matter of time for the PS5 goes up. Now, Xbox announced today they're not going up on their price, but they don't care because, A, we just got the numbers from last gen, all right, it, it, that PS4 sold over double what the Xbox One sold, okay? So if you just continue that over, we'll say that the PS5 sells at the very minimum double what the Xbox sells the xbox has kind of already put their flag in the ground they're like you know what? we're not we're not in it for the selling of the consoles we're in it for the subscription model on all the platforms. so they can continue to take a loss in an area they're not going to dominate anyways and just double down on the subscriptions and i think that's going to be very successful for them and believe um, it or not i actually surprisingly um if you guys are interested in getting an xbox series x i saw them at my walmart today in store well, PlayStation has had PS5s available for two days. I know all day today. There were some yesterday, but they're, they're play, the PlayStation Direct, you can almost guarantee to get one right now. Yep. And someone posted in one of the trophy hunting groups I'm in, someone posted a picture of five or six PS5s at a Best Buy. So it's, it's, everything's it's time for it. Yeah, everything's becoming more available. But I mean, this stuff's been out forever. We've never seen it like this before. So, um, but but don't stop there. I mean, it, it should. I mean, it, it's going to all tech is going to go up, right? Oh, like geez. this whole the whole blip that we had because of COVID has made everything go up. But now it's just time for tech to go up. And the problem is we're used to tech getting cheaper over time because it becomes obsolete. And in reality, I think what we're going to see is old tech becoming more expensive. Um, at least for a little while. I don't think it's going to be like that forever. Um, I think Sony was smart to only increase the cost in certain markets. Um, and I would imagine those are the smaller markets anyways. It look, didn't look like they increased the cost in North America, which is one of their primary markets. So I guess they're just like, hey, we'll make it a few dollars more expensive in other areas where there's most likely higher tariffs and taxes and things of that nature anyways. and you know, maybe absorb some of the costs back, but I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a bean counter. I'm not a money person, you know, not with tech anyway. So I'm sure they have a plan. And I would imagine we keep hearing rumors that there's a, a new iteration of the PS five coming out in the next year or two anyways. So hopefully they'll get this thing cooked down and, you know, worst case scenario, if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, I don't want to pay more for it. Hey, my kids were saving up money to buy an Oculus quest two. And they announced that every model is going up a hundred dollars. Yep. I'm like, well, guess what? We'll try to buy one real fast before they go up. Oh no, wait, they're already up. They're already sold out on Amazon. Amazon had a three month backlog on them. And I was like, well, as soon as we found out they were going up, everyone had bought them up and now the price is higher. So guess what? We're not buying. We're not buying Oculus quest two. We'll wait for yeah. the PSVR too. Uh, honestly, uh, if we're if we're getting into that, the buying from private parties is still a really good option. Oh, absolutely. 
mean, don't get me wrong. You, you risk getting price gouged and ripped off a little bit, but you know, the secondhand market is where I live anyways. So, you know, for me, it's all good. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I like deals and I'm going to keep, you know, doing my thing. And I'm fortunate, you know, speaking from a place of privilege, as they say these days, I've got two PS5s in this house. So I'm not worried about the cost going up because if one of my PS5s die, PS5s die, I've got another one. And then I've also got four PS4s. So worst case scenario, I'm just going to play old stuff. All right, I'm styling you, bro. He actually writes in a lot this week. So um, he says, F Cooking Simulator. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> I debated playing it. I think I actually loaded it and went into the tutorial. And it was so boring, I fell asleep. Awesome. Well, Zach, you had put out a thread for the community questions last week. And you said... um or you gave the community an opportunity to recommend a game for the hosts. I did. Yes, you did. Maybe it was last. Maybe it was the week before last. No, Either no, way. I did. I wasn't. That was. I was making a statement. I was agreeing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So Ender writes in. He goes, "I would recommend Fear for Daryl, Titanfall Two for Zach, Toka Race Driver Three for Joe, and Dragon's Dogma for Kalai." Okay. Um, to give a little bit of an update, Ender, I did start playing Fear. Um, recently I am playing the PS3 version through PS plus streaming it. And it's not great playing it that way. I haven't noticed any real latency from streaming the game, but in my brain, I know I'm streaming the game. Therefore it can't be the best version. Also, the game looks like ball sack. So, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know, three or four hours into the game. I remember playing it a little bit on Xbox 360, and I own all three Fear games on 360, so I think what I might do is I might fire it up on 360 and see how it plays on there and see if it plays better than the PS3 version streamed. I can't imagine that it won't, but yes, I uh, I know you've been recommending that one for a while, and I've been in the market to play. So I will definitely check it out eventually. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. So, And he says, as for his question, is it okay to start a holy war against breakfast blasphemers? He feels like pancake non-believers must be put to the blade. What do you think, Zach? Uh, pancakes are not superior. Waffles are superior. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm on Team Waffle here. Sorry, guys. Uh, definitely like me a good crispy waffle. And when I mean crispy waffle, I mean uh, Waffle House or like, see, and 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 that's what makes me jealous is we got um, we got a good old uh, what's we we got those good old hotel waffle makers, and they make the crispiest waffles. With the ba- with the paint with the the waffle batter that they can get, but like they tell you to buy pancake waffle mix instead for for like your home waffle maker and pancake waffle mix just makes waffle shaped pancakes. It doesn't make waffles. Give me that hotel waffle mix. Like those are good pancakes. Sorry, yeah, not good. Those are good waffles. Good stuff right there. They're not pancake waffles. Um. So I got to say, I like both. 
but we went to dinner with the um, current president of our company. Um, okay. <laughs> there's a story there, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, it was funny. I was thinking about it as I said it out loud. I was like, wait a minute. Um, no, nah, good guy. So we went out to dinner with him and uh, he, we went, we decided to go to Cracker Barrel and we ordered the cheesecake. No, is it cheesecake? Cream cheese? Che- I think it's a cheesecake uh, pancake. Right, you said oh, that? They're so good. So freaking good. Uh, I order. I always get the uh, the maple bacon grilled chicken, and so my wife and I we we usually order two different things and share. So I ordered the maple bacon grilled chicken, and it's two grilled chicken breasts with uh, like a maple maple bacon and some cheese and stuff on it, and just you know a whole 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 bunch of good stuff. And then she got the the cheesecake filled pancakes, and we split them. Oh, it was delicious. So good. Uh, I like waffles. I like the crispness of a waffle, but I love a good pancake every now and again. I think I like them both the same. For me, it's kind of a time and place thing. So if I'm at a hotel and there's a continental breakfast, I got to have that crispy waffle that you make yourself. And there's like eight people in line waiting 2.36 minutes to get their little waffle. So I'm telling you, that's the best one. That's the best. And you've been doing a lot of traveling lately, so I bet you've been getting your fair share of your waffles on. Absolutely not. They put us up in a hotel that has a kitchen in the room and tell us to cook. We don't get a breakfast. You mother effer. Yeah, the, we, we, went, we went to one hotel that had a continental breakfast, and I tell you, I got breakfast every morning without fail. I was like, cool. I ain't wasting my per diem on this. Give me that continental <laughs> breakfast. I Dude, it was so funny because when we go get to hotels and we get our per diem, and if they had a freaking, they had food inside, it was like you couldn't make us go out to eat. <laughs> like, nah, man, I'm good. They got food right here. I'll eat this continental breakfast, save my money. Yep. I, uh, but like I said, I like both. And honestly, it just depends on the day. It, I can't even tell you what day warrants a pancake, what day warrants a uh, waffle, but I will say this. If I'm in a hotel, I want waffles. That's that's about all I got to say about that. Yeah, but you you know you can't you you can't tell me that with Waffle House being a Southern staple that you'd prefer a pancake over a waffle. You can't tell me that. Don't don't lie to me. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a Waffle House connoisseur, and you guys, uh, that's how I ended up being 300 pounds in the first place, bro. Because we would be on the road traveling, playing music, and then two waffle three o'clock is open at two three o'clock. Yeah, in the hit a Waffle House. And we would take our, our show money and go buy Waffle House. And you do that a couple of days a week. That'll put some pounds on you. Um, so that being said, but I like a good pancake. And I got to be honest, I'm trying to think about where the best pancake is. And right now I'm thinking Cracker Barrel's pancakes are really good. My wife and I love Eggs Up Grill and they'll do like specialty pancakes and things of that nature. I don't know. IHOP's got some pretty, some pretty solid. I their, got, their pancakes are consistent. They're good, but I've had a lot of bad nights at IHOP, so I, I can't say that's my preferred place to go. Nah, if um, I go to IHOP, I gotta get the French toast. Their French toast is always French good. toast is good. Denny's has good pancakes, but I, I think that right now Cracker Barrel's killing the pancake game. There's only one out here. I'm not a big fan. I just feel like Cracker Barrel is generic. 
It is. It's a, it is very generic, but it's also consistent. And I okay. like consistency. Sometimes I'll take consistency over anything else. Have you ever, there's only two places that have this Las Vegas and um, Orlando, Florida. There's a place called Hash House A Go Go. Have you ever been to one of those? I didn't go, even though I have been to Vegas twice. Okay. You, next time you go to Vegas or Orlando, you got to go to Hash House A Go Go. Their friggin' pancakes are as big as your whole abdomen, <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> Their flapjacks are big enough for two or three people. Kid you not. So they're 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 big. So and they're really good. Um. So I was trying to think. I knew there's a place. There's a place that I tried to get Gareth, a uh, friend of the show. I tried to get Gareth and I to get our two families together at, but it was all booked up. Just the nature of the, of the time of year we all went. There's this place called Toothsome, the Chocolate Emporium. And they had chocolate pancakes, chocolate uh, um, French toast, and things of that nature. Oh, my gosh, dude. It was amazing when we ate that. But we couldn't get in. So the next time they come to the States, if we can get ourselves into some Chocolate Emporium, we're going to hit that place back up because that was dope. They had some good pancakes. So, you know, speaking, speaking of being able to meet Blooper, I know most of us, and most of the community have kids, but I want to put this out there for anybody. And you guys tell us in our Facebook group or, uh, or however you like get in contact with us, like discord, uh, tell us if you guys would want to do like a loot pros meetup one year where oh, yeah. we all, or we sit down and we plan something out where all of us get together and we all meet up. Yep. I think I'm that down. would be really cool. I'd be totally down. As a matter of fact, as we, as I start doing, um, some of these uh, comic signings with the uh, legacy comic cast guys or what, all that good stuff, cast of comic artists. Um, I would highly encourage loot bros meetups during those same times, because essentially what we're trying to do is this. I'm not a creative on the legacy comic books, but I've been just kind of helping in the background, organize some things and do some stuff, especially since we're doing um, this one particular podcast series. And because Josh is one of my co-hosts for the comic cast. We've been trying to tag team everything and make, you know, like a podcast comic book signing kind of ordeal out of stuff. So, um, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm trying to get us booked for a comic book signing and podcast of some nature meet and greet, whatever this October, um, for the Halloween kind of, special event at scratch and spin here in Columbia. So I'm going to try to make that happen. And then I got something set up. I'm tentatively set up with a boomer comics in Batesburg, Leesville, trying to do a comic book signing slash podcast, uh, kind of ordeal, um, for there. So I got the go ahead. We just were organizing the dates. So, um, I'm just going to piggyback off what you're offering and say, we, yeah, we should totally organize like a big meet and greet somewhere, like a big hangout. But I'm going to encourage people to come to these smaller events as well. You know, like, hey, when we do these signings and stuff, and we're tag teaming with Legacy, come hang out. Oh, and I don't think I don't think we talked about it earlier. So we were talking about doing that little that little project. Um, so it's going to be a podcast series. Um, but yours, yours truly, the part that I'm playing in it is I'm going to be voice acting uh, quite a few of those 
um, those series episodes. Yep. Uh, yeah, probably I'm probably gonna start working on those next week. I started reading through the Lamentations this past week. Heck yeah, dude! Hey, I still need yeah. a couple. I still need a couple of things from Josh, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Yep, we'll, we'll work it out in post. Yeah, we're going to be working that stuff out. So some cool stuff coming, guys. All right, so I'm styling your bro has another one for us, and this one kind of piggybacks off of what we were, the question you had asked the community about games you would recommend. Um, Stylin says, Zach, with your newfound love of simulation, he would recommend Car Mechanic Simulator to you. I've played that. That kind of sucks, my personal opinion. Um, Okay, do you like working on cars, though? Not really. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why. Yes, uh, I probably will. For a couple, for a couple of reasons, is I want to learn more about cars. So I don't know. I started falling in love and had a fascination with cars um, recently. Well, not too recently. So when my father-in-law, my father-in-law and I first uh, first started like getting to know each other better, um, he was really into working on cars and working with his hands, and he showed me a couple things, and it just, it was a good way rust a bond and it kind of made me understand like why he enjoyed it so much because it was it, it was pretty pleasant kind of quiet but then i got into i've always been into japanese culture but i got more into it um and i fell in love with more of the jdm cars so okay. i i want i want to get myself something small like something stupid small like honda civic or something to to work on at some point make it like a little a, a little fun vehicle because i know it's cheap and uh they're the aftermarket support for it is nuts so yeah i'll definitely check that out because that might give me a little better better understanding of some the way some cars work there you go there you go <clears throat> i played that game a little bit for a trophy competition that myself at gas and mz nitro were in and i didn't love it didn't love it, but I was playing it also for trophies, so that's probably why. Wait, so you said you're funding a habit of buying video games, so when are you sending me a PS4? Uh, I don't send them. I hey. trade sell them. Hey, I mean, we can work something out. I mean, we could. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about some PSP and PSV. I got, Brad. I got, a, I got a sealed WCW game coming. Oh, <laughs> dang. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. We'll, we'll do we'll do a swap we'll do a swap see so I can actually uh compete with the rest of you guys. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, man. Um so he says for Joe, would your love of Gran Turismo, I'd recommend Forza Motorsport. Pretty sure Joe would like that. And then for me, he says, Would your love of heavy metal, I'd say BDSM. Oh. Uh since it's got a Degenti soundtrack. Now BDSM stands for Big Dumb Satanic Massacre. And that game is freaking awesome. <laughs> I've played it. You're like this really dumb version of Satan who I forget like the how, like, are you Satan? You're this big demon character and you just go kill demons and you got to get back into your position of power. Let's see. Big. I'm looking this up real time. What was the plot of that game? PlayStation Store, big drunken satanic massacre. Achievements. They got it. Bow, wow, wow, wow. It says, Man, I'm killing it tonight. Let's go. It says, big, uh, big drunk satanic massacre is basically a shooter with strong RPG elements. 
Uh, not rocket propelled gun though. Uh, the game takes place uh, in hell where the main hero Lou uh, is too fond of milk and rescue the hottest mistress from the clutches of a fat clown. Uh, the game consists of four levels and chapters representing different areas of hell, such as the hellish big whack fast food cafe skeleton slums and the red light district. Ever wonder what it's like to be Satan's son. That's what it is. A Satan's son. Uh, nothing special. Unleash lust, chronic alcoholism and reckless shooting. Uh, the usual routine, save hell. Wait, what? Yup. That's right. Hell. It's not the place it used to be. Hell's been possessed, possessed by the most vile, dark, hideous evil. The world has known people. Uh, they've turned your precious homeland into a madhouse. And uh, only you can stop them. What's in it for you? Spectacular locations, battles, epic bosses, and a nice mixture of pain and nonsense. It is a parody game, and it's really fun. It's it's got some pretty good writing. It's got some dumb humor to it. And uh, I picked it up on a sale, and it's a top down kind of isometric twin six shooter style game, and it's pretty good. I like it. So uh, yeah, good recommendation style. And see, this is how you know when your community like knows you like here's a dumb shooter game with you know some awesome metal to it yeah that totally messed up exactly and that's it and that's that's kind of why i uh kind of why i posed the question because i wanted to i wanted to really see because i know there's a couple of people that always participate and i wanted to really see how many people were like actually like who they're interested in listening to the most, whose opinions they value, who they who 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 they they resonate with essentially, because like like I resonate with you in the sense that like there's there's a lot of games that I play that are nostalgic for me. Yep, and that and those are the ones that I enjoy, and I'll always go back to those. And you play for I know you play for trophies. I I like achievements and stuff like that. And since joining community, I've kind of. It feels really good now to start getting trophies and achievements. I'm not gonna lie. Um, like I just got four achievements, uh, like back to back to back. Dang, gotta um, get that dub Um, but uh, so recommended for each of the co-hosts. Um, so for Kalai, I don't know if she's played it or not. I I think we've discussed it prior, but I would recommend since she likes roguelikes, Slay the Spire. Um. For Joe, I was going to tell him I recommend he finishes pledge games. Uh, <laughs> and for and for you, um, I recommend I don't I don't know if it is on console, but it's uh, the Mortuary's Assistant. Oh, okay. I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. Um, I think I read it, about that on a list of horror games. It is. It is. It, it's a. It, you actually. So it's. I would. I want to say. It's a it is a survival horror game in a sense, but you actually like you you like actually work as a as as a mortuary like the, the assistant in a in a what are they called? What's it called when you where, when when the body's dead and you go in a, you go yeah the morgue you a work as an you you work as an assistant in a funeral home like a like a morgue kind of okay. So like you got to examine bodies and stuff like that, and I've I've seen a lot of it played, and it's supposed to be really spooky. It's got like a nine out of ten on Steam, yeah, and it's only yeah, it's only a PC game. Wait, looks like you gotta crack open that uh that that Steam Deck code. And where do you a oh, Steam Deck? Oh gotta get on it. Gotta get on it. I need a Steam Deck. <clears throat> that's uh that's on the list of things I'm interested in. 
well so i know so since you're interested in it like don't the good thing about it is is you it is i don't know i don't think you have to have a pc to set it up uh well you don't have to have a a gaming pc to set it up let's rephrase that i, I mean i've got a deep my pc's decent you know i'm over here running a three monitor setup for podcasting and editing uh and mortgages Mine's decent enough. I could probably, I mean, I, I've got, um, I upgraded my RAM and SSD and all that stuff. So I can do some stuff. I've got a, God, well, I got a 1050 in it. So it's not yeah, a great could, video card. Hey, you could play, you could play some, some slightly more in, janky indie games for sure. I can play Dying Light and Resident Evil 5, and that's all I care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Zach, what we would decided to do this week for this week's official topic uh, to get you primed and ready for the Trophy Horrors episode you're going to be on oh boy. is that we would do a little bit of a recap on Gamescom. Now, Gamescom just happened. We had uh, Jeff Keighley's opening night live. Typically, we don't do newsy stuff here, but conversation in our Facebook thread, our little messenger thread between the co-hosts, everyone was seemed pretty high on it. And I was like, you know what? Instead of talking about just regular game stuff, maybe we'll go ahead and jump into this. And that'll be a good kind of like uh All right, topical. So go ahead. Uh so I don't wanna I don't wanna jump too much into the newsy stuff. So let's kind of go over some things. Just, just one we, or two things that you really yeah, enjoyed from it. Things exactly. that stood out to you. I mean, I don't want to cover the whole thing in detail. Spoilers. I did that for a trophy horse um uh Patreon episode. Tricky's trying to get his Patreon up and running again. So he and I sat down at the beginning of this week and recorded a hour long kind of recap of the, of the Gamescom show. So if you're a, if you're, if you are a Trophy Horse patron, you'll hear my thoughts over all of the games, but I thought it was cool. Some cool stuff that, that happened. So just, I'm, I'm not even looking it up. I'm just going to go straight off memory on some things that I enjoyed. And I figured since you were, you know, watching a lot of that stuff, and you watch some of the stuff that happened today uh, that you might want to chime in on. It, okay, all right, let's do it. All right, so first, then let's do let's do two things. Let's do overall thoughts of the conference, and then maybe three things that you thought were great. Okay, and we'll just go back and forth. All right, okay. Let's do it. All right my my overall thoughts were it was a good show. It wasn't a great show, but it had um, several things that appealed to me. Uh, rule of thumb is that you need three things for everyone who's watching. Okay, so if you can find three games that are shown that stand out to you that say, I might play those or I might buy those day one, then you win. Okay, you did good. So for me, overall, I'll say, you know, one and a half thumbs up. I thought it was a good show. Uh, It wasn't bad. There were some things that didn't didn't really appeal to me and some of the game types that didn't necessarily appeal to me. Um, But there were definitely things on there that did. I thought there was just like a tiny little sprinkle of cringe. So it was kind of like, man, here's this really great show that's almost non-cringy. And then it's like, oh, wait, here's our little sprinkle of cringe in there just to make it a regular show. Um, I will say it was kind of disappointing that a lot of the stuff leaked right before the show went live. So a lot of the surprise was gone. Uh, But overall, I enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, so I thought it was, uh, it was pretty good. It definitely, there were some things that didn't keep my attention, like you said, but there were quite a few things that did keep my attention. And, and I just think that for both of us, that's just because we, 
both enjoy a variety of games and we're not like dead set yep. on like one genre of game. I would agree. I would agree. Okay, cool. So then I'll let you start first. What is one game that stood out to you or that you thought was a must play or a must buy? Uh, Gotham Knights is getting an early release date. I'm sorry. I'm going to steal that from you probably. Oh, and we got, and we, we got villain reveals. So it's not just the court of owls, which was really key. Cause for the longest time we haven't heard anything else, but it's not just the court of owls. owls. It showed Clayface. It showed, um, Harley. It showed Mr. Freeze. Like I am, I'm super, super stoked. It seems like it's going to be a big game. Yes, yes. Big is definitely the word. That looks like there's going to be a ton of content, a lot you can do. Um, I am super stoked for this game. Uh, Tricky and I decided what we would do is not play it the day it comes out um, because we can't play spam games and we're not doing any kind of trophy war. Uh, Tricky suggested that we jump in and we do a co-op of Gotham Knights for, for Extra Life. Okay. And we invite community members and podcast hosts to join in with us. So that is what we're going to do for Extra Life. So it'll come out. It's it's crazy because they announced that it's going to come out like four or five days early. And I'm like, oh, great. The one time I decide I'm going to play a game two weeks late, it decides to come out early. Yep. So that's going to be good, though. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, I'm going since you took the my, my main. <laughs> I'm so excited for no, that no, game. Good, I can't good. help myself. So I'm going to throw one out there that is interesting to me. I don't know that it's necessarily my game, but uh, Lies of P. Yep. That Pinocchio Bloodborne game. Oh my gosh, dude. Like everything about that looks absolutely amazing. Um, it looks like it's going to be not my style of game, you know, because it looks like it's going to be a souls like game. But if, as long as it's not like ridiculously hard and unforgiving for no reason, like I don't mind the bloodborne style combat, you know, and I don't mind. I love the, it's got this weird steampunky kind of flavor to it, but it's, it's, the animations look like they're straight out of Bloodborne, dude. Like it's crazy. Um, but the bosses look really cool. And you were talking to you know, pre show about some of the weapons and, and, and things of that nature. That sounds really awesome. So Life of P has really just kind of grabbed my attention now, or excuse me, Lies of P rather. Um, I don't know it, again if it's really gonna be my cup of tea, but it definitely has my interest enough to where I want to own that game. That would be my my no, probably number one outside of Gotham Knight. Okay, uh, actually, I thought you were going to say something else, and I'm kind of disappointed in you. Um, so number two for me, and I'm kind of glad you didn't say anything. Dead Island Two. Yeah, <laughs> we got the premiere. Oh my gosh, and it looks. It they, looks it, wild. The, the, what I what I loved was they gave us a cinematic trailer, and then they. Jeff Keighley messed with us a little bit, and then they gave us a gameplay trailer right after that. So yep. they, didn't make, they, they didn't put out the cinematic trailer and then make us wait a couple months and then put out the gameplay trailer. They're like, we know what we're doing, and they're like, this game's coming out in February of yep. next year. That's so it's not that far away. And it's and, and the best thing is it's not on an island, so I'm, I'm almost 
curious to see how big of an open map this is going to be. And they've been working on it for, I mean, years like, because like Riptide, almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Riptide came out on two generations ago. So. Yep. What's cool is it looks so much like dying light as far as like the, the melee combat and just the slow motion, the zombies, everything. So this one is going to be a good one. I'm excited. The you know, six playable characters. That's going to be interesting. Uh, it takes place in California. Um, that's going to be interesting opposed to being on like a tropical Island. So it looks like it's going to be very colorful. It's going to be very zany. Um, interesting looking game. That was going to be my last, like the, the one I was going to end my, my three with. So yeah, it's okay. I've, I've got to back up, but it, I like that. You and I are on the same page, man. We're like, boom, two games in a row that we were both very interested in. Dead Island two is going to be awesome. Like there's yeah. just, that's going to be awesome. I'm stoked about it. And uh, that is a must own game for me. So next up, I'm going to go with uh, Outlast Trials. I knew I was waiting on you and that one. Yeah. I've, I haven't played the first two, so I can't attest to how my, my wife's played the first one. And she said it freaked her out. And it's it was scary. Really hard. Yeah. 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 And it's tough too. It's, it's, it's kind of annoying actually. Um, but yeah, so Outlast Trials looks good. It looks very Evil Within, actually. Like it looks a little more Evil Within than it does you know, Outlast, which I think is cool. Um, it seems like they're going to do something a little different with this one, so I'm interested to see how this one comes up. And they've been making a big deal about it. Like they've been talking about this for a while. So uh, this might be their biggest game yet when it comes to Outlast. So they. They knocked it out of the park with the um the other ones. Yep. Um. Un, all right. So one that I'm actually super looking forward to because I like the time period. Uh, there is going to be a game called Where Winds Meet. It's an open world RPG oh. set in feudal Japan. <laughs> you got me again. That was <laughs> my next one. <laughs> it's so I'm so excited. Like that so amazing. And, and 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 from it's from the people that have made Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas. So like, I have very high hopes for this game. Don't make me get my hopes up, or we're gonna have an issue. Like, I'm so looking forward to this game. I didn't realize Obsidian's making this game. Uh, do 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 here. Um, but dude, that game looks so good. It looked very Ghost of Tsushima, but it also looked like, um, like it. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be open. It's, it's gonna be feudal Japan Skyrim. Yes, that, like, it looked so good, man. The game, like it's, it's massive. Um, like just, just, just the. Oh, I'm sorry. Chinese developer Everstone is announcing where wins me. What did? Either way, it was, it was, it looked amazing. It looks so good. So Tricky and I talked about that one a good little bit, man, on the Patreon episode. Right, man, that that was the kind of like the unexpected, like didn't see that game coming and whoa, that looks awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a uh, word song is the one that's being released and it's uh something wicked games. They changed their name. They used to be former Bethesda and Bioware developers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So word song, which actually does look good as well. That's another that's that's gonna that's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, you got you snagged another good one. That's that's an awesome looking game. Um, 
one of the standouts for sure. So I guess for me, the next announcement that I would really want to put some emphasis on um, wouldn't be a game, but it would be that PlayStation DualSense um, controller, the DualSense Edge. Edge. Yeah, I mean, like, it's about time PlayStation finally got into the custom, you know, elite-style controller game. They waited way too long. Um, I think that every console should have this. This this shouldn't just be like, oh, Microsoft owns that market. There should be customization op- options and controller options. And, I mean, uh, this is like a must-have for me. I, I, I want to own this controller. So I hope that it weighs just a little bit more than the dual sense. I like a, I like a meaty hefty controller. I like the customizable options. Will I use them? Probably not. Will I ever use a different controller mapping? Probably not. The fact that I can swap the sticks is really awesome. And the fact that, you know, I can have the paddles on the back. I bought a little paddle adapter for the PS4 and I quite enjoy it. So I keep that on one of my controllers you know, from my PlayStation four in my bedroom. And I think it's awesome. So I definitely would make use of that. And, uh, I thought that was a pretty good, pretty hot announcement, you know, like a good way to get PlayStation involved, but you didn't get any of their games. Right. Yes. Uh, apologies to anyone. I upset by that. They were lit. I remember they literally pre- premiered almost right, right next to each other. So, so that was a honest mistake. No, that's a good one. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked. Um, anything else that stood out in the show that maybe you know like an honorable mention? I know you, you kind of threw one thing. One thing I thought would tickle your fancy, and it was funny because I that you didn't say anything about it. Um, the uh, the killer clowns from outer space is getting yeah. a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Wild. I was like, uh, what? Why? It's getting a lot of traction online too, man. I keep seeing posts about it. Like it, g- it gave me that destroy all humans vibe. You just going, you're just going around as those alien clowns causing causing havoc. Yeah, well, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those four v one style games, and <laughs> it, it's interesting to get all these horror IP, you know. <laughs> to get these games and stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting to, to have that. So, um, I don't know that it's going to be any good, but I mean, I think it's cool that it exists and it's like, you know, maybe we can get a gremlins four V one. Maybe we can get a, uh, um, attack of the killer tomatoes, stuff like that. It's just, it's different. And, and, and that's, it, it's different. It's, and it stood out among the crowd of games that they talked. Yep, absolutely. So, shoot, I'll take it. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say no. I mean, in, in worst case scenario, and, and the cool thing is now we live in this subscription based era where it's like worst case scenario, all like these games, like maybe they're not going to be your your main game, maybe they're not going to be your number one. But that's a good Game Pass game. That's a good PS Premium Plus Extra game. You know, where it's like oh, it's, def- it's definitely not a day one for me. I'll be straight up. Yeah, but it's like games like this that are multiplayer or, you know, that, that need that. There's a place for them now. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, for me, I've always said that games that are multiplayer, there's a certain point where you got to just put them on a, on the plus or, or game pad, you know? Like, 
for me, I'm all about like selling your game and getting your money for it. You got to do that. You got to be able to make, make ends meet. You got to be able to pay the bills. But like, dude, when that, when the online kind of dies and your game, especially in this era of like online only or online multiplayer, like games that you just need, they live off of it. Dude, there's a certain point where you got to freaking rip the bandaid off and put that junk on a subscription service. Put that junk on plus, put that junk on premium, whatever. And then, you know, put it on Game Pass, put it on on gold, you know, and that'll re- revitalize your game. And But you got to right. do it a little sooner than, than later, in my opinion, as well. I agree. So. Oh, actually, something I thought you would really laugh about, because we both have talked about it previously, and you played through the campaign. Crossfire X is getting an update. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're, they're they're giving them about it's called Babylon. And I was just like. Yeah, you guys, you, you guys missed the mark on the marketing side, and you guys are still putting money into this game that's not really. I but mean, apparently, that game is huge overseas. Like the multiplayer side is that's, like that's huge funny. overseas. But what's yeah, weird just, is, if you, did you ever play the campaign? No, I didn't. I didn't spend the money on the campaign. It doesn't even look like the multiplayer. Like it's a, it's an actual game with real graphics and like real character models. Like okay. you can tell it's made in, in the Northlight um, engine that, that Remedy uses. Now, granted the story wasn't great. It had potential, but it just like, it, you could tell it was like, you got a handful of guys in the back that like, aren't really working right now. And they're just like, give them, give them a project. What are we going to do? You know, it's like, Oh, Okay. Well, you know, we can make a, a few million dollars on, you know, if we do this project over here, put a team of 15 people on it, let them knock it out, you know? And that's essentially all it was. It was like, you could, you could tell it was a budget game and, you know, Xbox was only charging like $8 for it. So it, it, it wasn't as bad as the multiplayer. The multiplayer is so janky and so broken but like, and they, and it doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks so bad. It looks worse than CSGO. Like it looks worse than Counter-Strike on Xbox OG, you know, like it's, just, but it's crazy how different the two games were. Right. So, but you played that game. It was trash. It was the, the multiplayer was okay. So the multiplayer for like, a kind of like a chill in hanging out kind of thing was fun. I'll give it that. It was it was a good time for uh, for hanging out. You got a bunch of achievements playing it too. I did. Yeah, I was popping achievements in the multiplayer like like it was candy. I was uh, I, I was I was fed from that seventy show. Where's my candy? <laughs> I want my candy. And they definitely gave it to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't a ter- it wasn't a terrible game like you know you would think. It being it you know it being the way it is. Yeah, I thought it was pretty trash. So you're you're being a lot nicer than I was. <laughs> and I'm typically I'm typically known as the person that sees some good in all games. That game was trash. Well, see, the thing is, is like I'm 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 the multiplayer player kind of right. in our group. I feel like yep. So when I'm so, so when I'm like looking at that kind of stuff, like I I feel like I feel like I can I can reference those games a little bit more because you know I. Yeah, a lot more multiplayer. You guys, you you know everybody everybody else plays a lot more story games. Like right now, uh, we are started. What I got four achievements in is Sea of Thieves. 
Sea of Thieves is a multiplayer game. It does have a quest line, but it's something that I am not listening for sound cues. It's a multiplayer game. You play with your friends, and it's kind of like a sandbox game, which is kind of neat. You know, so I feel like when it comes to, like, being able to play a lot of these online games and, and being able to, because that's how I connect with a lot of my friends, is, play, is playing games with them. Because a lot of my really good friends don't live anywhere near me, so it's not like I can just be like, hey, Daryl, you want to you wanna, you wanna right. go hang out at, like, Frankie's Fun Park or some shit? Yeah. Um, anyway. There's that again. But yeah, um... So that one was one, and then another one that did stand out to me, um, because it was different, but it felt battle royale. Was the finals? Okay, that was that like uh, gladiator arena style. Yeah, yeah. Reveal that was made by the people that made uh, Battlefield, the old developers of Battlefield. There was a there was a game that looked like Returnal. Uh, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look it up now to see because that. It looked like it looked like Returnal, and it had like total Returnal vibes. But I can't for the life of me, excuse me, remember the name. And I said I wasn't gonna look the stuff up, but now I'm looking it up. I'm a liar. Um, that Dune trailer looked cool. Excuse me, I'm sure wow. Levi was gonna love that. But I did remember that. But it didn't look anything like the original Dune game. Like it didn't seem like it followed the same genre of game maybe, as hmm. that one. It also said like. A multiplayer MMO survival RPG, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I said it, it didn't seem to to relate genre wise to the original game at all. Let's see. Oh, that um, Goat Simulator was really funny. Oh yes, so we all know who's going to platinum that game first. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who. What is that game called? This is driving me crazy. I don't. I see all these games that are being shown there. But this one particular game had a chick on the front of it, had a very generic name. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it on the Gamescom website. Homeworld 3. Uh, Stranded, Alien Dawn. That game had a terrible name. Strategy survival sim on another planet. Uh, do, do, do. It doesn't matter. Either <gasps> way. Oh, this one stood out to me. It's um, it's made by the same people that made Subnautica. Uh, Moonbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that one. Oh, well, so it, it, that appealed to me just because like, I'm a miniature painter. Like I paint minis. Like There's a Power Ranger mini sitting right next to me right now that's still not done being painted because I'm really bad at finishing my gray pile. Um, but that looks super interesting that you can dry brush like one-to-one accurate paint your own like characters in the game, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I really should mention too because I was, I made a is it scars above is that what it is i made a big deal about it on the trophy horse but that callisto protocol is just looking more and more fan freaking fantastic that's a game that i hope we all get to play together like i i i just wish they would cross platform a lot of their games now like we're in a day and age now man like it's ridiculous just just make games cross plat yeah it it, sure, it, it sure it's, it's not super hard man like if you got large games like Apex Legends and Fortnite, and, like I can play Fortnite games with people on mobile. It's cross-play to mobile. 
dude. Yeah. Like if you can't if you can't do it like PlayStation to Xbox or PlayStation Xbox to PC, like what's going on? You gotta want I'm, to. I'm, I'm gonna need y'all to put your do differences that. aside and figure it out. Okay. Yep. That game was called Star- Scars Above, by the way. Okay. Look cool. Laura Croft looking character, third person shooter, kind of looks like Returnal. So, but anyway. Yeah, man, and of course they had some Dying Light Two DLC announced, but hopefully you know, they they said they're gonna um they said they're gonna have a uh, like a big patch to like fix the game. So maybe yeah, I saw maybe. that, but I don't know. Like it, I just feel like that game got a lot of like early reception, and now it has like no reception. Well, the problem was that like a lot of the trophies and stuff are still borked, so it's like. A lot of people like me played it for a little while and then stopped and waited. Yeah, like I just don't feel like it. It, it got all like the hype and stuff, but then the praise kind of just was like, eh, "It's okay." Yeah, I liked it a lot from what I played, but you know, you you just can't you can't have a glitchy game, you know, and like it is what it is. Th- that game came out during the COVID pandemic, you know, work from home, everything was bored, everything was messed up, so. Those games will get a pass, you know, and then it'll be the cool thing is they got a five year plan for Dying Light, so it's not going anywhere. It's just gonna keep getting better. That's fair, I guess. I guess I'll be okay with well, I guess I can't really say anything because I haven't even played the first one yet. Oh, so good, dude. I think the first one like so I only played about eight hours or so of the of the of the second game. And I, I think the first one's just a better game. It's so okay. good. You you would be the subject matter expert on that. Yeah, I mean, I've got the platinum. It's good. It's real good. So, all right, dude. Let's go ahead and land this plane. We've been on this thing for about two hours and fourteen minutes. So I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be nice and happy with their much longer, much meatier, beefier, girthier episode. I told you, man, we, we, we could go on and talk forever about all this stuff. Yep. So, but I thought, yeah, I'm glad we got together, talk games. I'm glad we got to talk shop. You know, I'm glad we got to share some of the cool things that we're working on here at the loot bros podcast. If you're listening to this, please follow us on our social medias. Follow us on our Instagram. Zach runs the Instagram. He's be, he be posting the content. Um, follow us on our Facebook page. Slacking for the last month. Join our Facebook group. Um, do all those things. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, YouTube has been a little stagnant lately. I've been trying to add more content to it, but you know, it is, it is what it is. We'd love to have more of you follow us in various places and leave us reviews. You know, when you leave us reviews, more people find the show every single time someone leaves a review, we see a increase in the actual show downloads. So we definitely appreciate it guys. Thanks for all the support. This has been the loot bros podcast and we're out of here. Later, guys. All right, everybody. I'm going to come in here and end the show with just a quick note. I wasn't actually going to record anything. Um, I have progressively gotten sicker throughout the week, so I sound worse than I did when we recorded. But as I was editing the show and I put in a just a little a beat, you know, just a beat that we had for one of my side projects, I was like, man, I forgot how good this is. And I was thinking, man, I really need to go in here and tell these <laughs> the listeners a little bit about this. So for one of my side projects, this is not a ninja loot um, track. This is for the resurrection pending death.
um, RPD band. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to have a mixture of rap and rock collaborative um, tracks, artists, all kinds of things. And I want things to be really driving, really heavy and really awesome. But I also love a really just sweet, like rap, hip hop beat. And so that's what this is. This song, we never recorded anything on it. This is just an instrumental track that we have. I've got several of them. Some of them I recorded on, some of them I didn't. But anyways, this one is something that George Red and I worked on together. This is the, the title track, actually, or the, excuse me, the working name is called RPDZ. So here you go. A nice, smooth little piece to to send you on your way. So enjoy it, guys. Thank you so much for everything. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Go to the Patreon. Give us your support. And get ready for Dead Space. 